0: Zoom, zoom, make my heart go vroom, vroom, my supernova, zoom, 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 make my heart go vroom, vroom, my supernova,
1: girl. See, the funny thing is, that's what I was going to do for the intro, Oh my! but then you know the words better than me, so I just let you take that. Uh, Thank you. So that's staying in, no no claps oh, wow. necessary. Hey, welcome <laughs> to a whole new pod. Jacob bringing out the the fire early on. For days. Uh, yeah, this is a whole new... <laughs> I'm just stunned. I don't know how to react. Welcome to a whole new pod, of podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. The one being upstaged right now is Lucas Melby. And I I am on the stage, Jacob Telejohn. And folks, it is... A new year. A new year, a new decade. And a new pod. But... Oh. It's still the same old century, the same 21st century. Wow, yes. And that means we're getting the first... Disney Channel original movie sequel, sequel. or should we say sequel sequel oh. that's not even a joke that, that's literally the name of the movie we watched today xenon yes. the sequel correct and this must have been a pretty momentous occasion I feel like the production values for, for, for this Disney, movie know yeah, they kind of stepped win. up compared to some of the stuff leading up to it and yeah. I know we, uh, we'll get Halloween Town 2 eventually, but this is the first sequel, so I think this was a momentous time. Absolutely,
0: and we mentioned earlier today we're, we're coming out with this episode about a year after mm-hmm. the first installment.
1: Just checked that January 7th, 2019, we had Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, and a little over a year later, Xenon the sequel. This was two years after the original Xenon movie was released.
0: And in the movie, they say it's only been a year.
1: Yeah, and I could have swore when I read on Wikipedia it said two years, but maybe I just had that crossed. Already talking about the movie, so let's just get into it. Yeah. Starting where all things start, the beginning. And we get very weird opening
0: of this movie. It's it's a ripoff, honestly, of Star Wars. So
1: first, the framing device, maybe, of it, if you will. Is an Etch-A-Sketch-looking thing flying, flying towards space. And I, as it was happening, I'm like, oh, yeah, isn't that like the video phone? Yeah, from the first movie. And we'll see later on that people use plenty of video phones that do just look like that. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just floating in space. It, and it, it- does make sense how it got out there now, though, if you think about it. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that uh, it says Chapter 2. No. This is not called Xenon Chapter 2. No. Of course, Xenon, at least the first movie, was based on a book. I don't know if the first movie didn't adapt that. everything or this movie is the second book. But hey, chapter two, Xenon the sequel, chapter two. Yes. Two spelled T-O-O. Oh.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, I was going to say, what? <laughs> but I then after that. chapter
1: two, still on this phone, we get a, an opening title crawl. Yes. Very, of course, as Jacob said, like Star Wars. But unlike Star Wars, this is narrated. It was, too, and that was kind of weird. The words on the crawl are, It's been a year since we last saw Xenon, and she's still dope as hell, and everybody (laughs) loves her. And as it was happening, I'm like, could this be a dream? Because where we left off with Xenon, you know, she was kind of... A bit of a scamp, a rascal, getting into trouble, but likable. But now now, they're saying
0: she's like in charge of something. Yeah, she's she's part of the crew. Yeah, she's recognized
1: as some crew member of the space station. We'll see that she has access she didn't normally have. And yeah, no, this is not a dream or anything. This is reality. (laughs) This is the future. She she got a lot of respect after
0: saving the ship last time, I guess.
1: So we see right away back on the space station, which we mentioned a little bit ago. But yeah, the production value is still very high. Sets very fun still. Yep, clothing. I think think still a step. Yeah, the costumes colorful. I think everything is a step up from the first movie, from what I remember. I even remember liking the first movie, but I think the styles of the clothing. Some of the
0: special effects, yeah. I I really like some of the use of the outside mm -hmm. ships and stuff.
1: Better effects. And I even think the first one had decent effects compared to some DCOMs we've seen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But yeah, I thought the clothing is very out there and ridiculous, but that works in this movie where the first one was still ridiculous, but I feel like it's amped up in this one where people just wearing fluorescent plastic coats Clear, and yeah, goggles yes. and
0: the weird headset that one dude has yeah eye it's, set piece thing whatever. there
1: is some fun comparison like we did with the first movie to be like hmm how close to the actual future did this something about 2006 stock market crash or something yeah or? i can't remember exactly where that happened so that it, yeah good to bring it up here before we forget mention a two thousand six stock market crash.
0: And and if you remember from the first one, they mentioned Chelsea Clinton being the president. So which just, they do
1: not mention in this one. So it's it's kinda cool yeah. that they're trying to predict Chelsea Well the fun you know. the interesting thing about the two thousand six stock market crash is the housing market crash happened in around two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So know. Not exactly the same, but in some ways the same. Alex so, Jones. Nostradamus. Right up the BuzzFeed article that Xenon, the sequel, predicted the future. Yes. So, back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, Xenon, oh, yes. we meet up, and she's a, with her good friend Nebula, who in this movie has been recast. She is not...
0: raven Samoan.
1: Though apparently she, that is Raven, will return as Nebula in Z3.
0: That is kind of weird that they would between movies they would switch off. Well, of her. I
1: don't think this is a uh, the Disney of today where uh, the Master Xenon Cinematic Universe was super planned out that there was even maybe going to be a Z3 yeah. when they made Z. But it's kind of where they just wouldn't
0: cast the girl in the second one back into the third one.
1: Well, I think by the time Z3 has come out, Raven Simone big deal will on Yeah, Disney. she's cemented as yeah. that's probably around the time of That's so Raven. Yeah, that's so Raven for something. sure and maybe yeah. even the Cheetah Girls. Oh. So true. Then it was probably a bigger deal, and the girl in this one, who is still good, she is she was in yeah. the color of friendship. I did yeah. not say the color purple this time. Oh my! Oh, uh, and I think she was also in Quince, if I remembered correctly. The friend briefly. You no, know, she's she's good, but yep, no, you know, she's a good actress. Not to say she good pales killer. in comparison to Raven. Snow. Raven had more like
0: pizzazz, you know, more yeah. like. I
1: know. think it's purposeful that she is still in this movie because it makes sense that the character of Nebula is in there, but she definitely has a...
0: She serves a big role. I mean, she's... Well,
1: not so much in this one. She has a more minor role in this one. I feel like that's maybe purposeful. Yeah, Roleless minor. It's like, hey, we don't have Raven, so you're just not going to be in the movie as much. That's fair. So they're walking through the hallway of the space station, the single hallway now, and we find out that Xenon's got restricted access now so she goes into some space station room and it's like yeah. hey i hang out here and do stuff you want to see a game i found in my phone and it looks like was it pong yeah it's some kind of she's on a computer terminal saying hey let's play pong with these controls and jacob was right to point out that hey i think this is probably a thing yeah and then we cut Pause to I remember the, the Commander, Commander Plank, yeah, his office, where it seems the moving the paddles, if you will, if it was Pong, that are moving up and down are two doors that control an airlock that connects directly to his office. Yeah, which and why would there seems, be an airlock outside from his office? If somebody needs to dock a spaceship to go directly to Commander, his office. They're like, yeah. But it seems, makes, yeah, Unlikely. Yeah. But it causes a bunch of stuff from his office. Everything in his office. Yeah.
0: Like, like at, at one point, so, like, every time there was, there was like, the, a pong ball inside this little, like, screen area, that was, like, an item, like, a solid item. And at one point, there's, like, 20 solid items in this, because there's desks, and there's all this crap. Yeah, in flying and like this out. Flying and Flying out,
1: yeah. Then we see that Commander Plank, to remind us exactly who he is, he's walking through a hallway, and then he sees his stuff flying yeah. out, including his name plate his placard that says commander plank and, and then, then they
0: can... and then they rush to his his office to see mm-hmm. you know what's up kind of thing and, and he as says, soon as you open the door they get sucked they, they oh yeah that's start, right they, they almost die yeah they're, they're like holding on like you know to the the, and the one guy's holding on to like his leg or something like he's ready to get yeah. sucked out we never see like the doors actually close or anything but before we pan away from them he yells xenon yep. Is xenon he
1: knows. and he knows. oh now nah, that's the xenon i remember yes exactly <laughs> Uh, so then we see the aftermath of that in Xenon's room, where we're quickly being reintroduced to characters from the first movie and seeing who does not make the cut. And somebody who that does not make the cut is Greg, because <laughs> yes. we see Xenon is on a video call with Greg. We I, can't see or hear the yeah. actual call, yeah. and she gets off it and turns to Nebula and says, "Greg dumped me. Yeah. I bet it was Marjorie's doing yes. or Margie. Margie. I've." Halfway through the movie, I think I forgot her name. So I, I think
0: the dad calls her Marjorie or something oh, okay. at some point. But no, I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool they they close that thing, so all the people that remember him, you know, weren't like, "Where's this dude at?" Yeah, we so remember how get him not great the, the
1: romance was in the first movie, so we have to find out how that ended up. Yeah, uh, and then she gets immediately another call from Commander Plank, who. Then says, "Hey, you've lost your restricted access no. and you're assigned to. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know. They call it the AP deck, but it's some kind of observation station on the space station that exists for mostly aliens, for, yeah, trying to receive anything about alien activity." No. Then we meet Orion, who is the main attendant. A yeah, the main attendant of the space He's station. He's like the nerd dorky. Kind exactly. Of guy, He's, yeah. Classic eccentric nerd where he's like, hey, aliens can be out there. I'm yeah. waiting anytime. I'm here and all the days. And then,
0: was saying something, I think, when they were down in that room hall, you know, nothing ever pops up on the screen, so it's gonna be like a waste of her time. Like she's got all this hours she has to like sit down in this room. And it's not even that like,
1: much, it's like three hours a day, but then there's one day on the weekends where it's six
0: hours. Okay, that's okay. But she's saying that and complaining about that. And he's like, Well, yeah, I know it hasn't happened yet, but you know, like tomorrow could be like the day that it all happens and things which, change. And- which
1: then doesn't really seem to jive with events later on in the movie where spoilers, we get an alien signal and then Orion does not believe it's legit. Yeah. I so Xenon is extremely depressed and despondent with her current position and predicament. And then we get a little thing where we kind of see how the equipment works because she starts to get a reading and an alarm and she's freaking out. But it turns out it's just Orion has an alarm clock that still looks very much like a cartoonish alarm clock with like the bells on top. And he's like, oh. You pass the test or pass your first shift, but it's not an alien. And it's like, yeah. why was that registering on the yeah, equipment? That, that's that's
0: what we talked about. So I, I, I think there was like an actual thing going on. It was kind of maybe like.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I mean,
0: I, I think it was something actually going on. And then you're like, yeah, like, yeah, they just forget about it. Yeah. She thinks it's alarm, whatever. But yeah, I think something was going on then.
1: So there's a lot going on in these uh, yes. early minutes of this movie. After her shift, Zeon is back at her house. Uh, not really house uh living complex know, on the station yeah. yeah quarters where she's complaining to her mom who we think is the same, same actress. actress but the dad yeah, is maybe different. not
0: i don't know they're there's such a minor role, it doesn't matter so she's
1: both complaining about oh greg dumped me and now i've also got this bad job on the station talk about
0: a long distance relationship
1: a hundred and eighty thousand miles <laughs> is something Nebula says at some point. Yeah. Uh, while discussing relationships somewhere along the line, we uh, learn that Aunt Judy from the first movie is still sane, having Plank. her own long distance relationship with Commander Plank. Yeah. And while she's complaining to her mom, Xenon sees on the television that there's a news report on protozoa
0: who's like missing for like over a year
1: yeah so they imply that oh it's like a recent thing that he's been missing and or at least that xenon uh, seems surprised about it but she's yeah. such a super fan you would think that she within would, this well, year all this new
0: music where are his concerts yeah this at, year you know?
1: expanse that you she would have notice. known that he hasn't been around but yes he's missing he's become a recluse and it's not just hey, we need to know what everybody's doing. Greg, basically, Greg is the only character from the first movie that did not come back <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, and I don't know what the cause of that was. Hey, I'm not that I'm saying Greg needed to come back. No, but yeah, it's just we, kind we of really interesting. We didn't really need him. So continuing with hey, let's catch up and everything. Wasn't there something weird about the space station in the last one? Like it almost blew up. Well, apparently within the year, so things didn't happen immediately, but after a year. Plank is addressing the full crew, or a lot of the people in the cafeteria, and he says that the military is going to take over the space station and basically the reassess. The U.S. military. Yeah, and yeah, it's like so. He's Commander Plank, and this guy who comes in is a major. So is Commander Plank not already part of the military? What is he a commander in or of? Know. For is he space is, fleet? Is, is he in the space force? I. Yeah. They predicted that, too. Oh, my. And that along with the military coming in, they're going to be reassessing, I guess, the resources and that they're going to maybe cut off some parts of the space station. And that also some people may be sent to Earth because they'll be no longer needed on the space station. So that is a a big source of stress for Xenon. But when the military arrives, the major leading them immediately calls for Xenon. And Xenon's like, ooh. My reputation precedes me, and it seems like it could be an exciting thing because maybe her heroics in the first movie are paying off and she'll get another good assignment, even though she recently lost hers. But nope, it's a guy. The Major just wants Xenon to watch his daughter. Oh, man. Yes. And who's the daughter? Dun-dun-dun. Margie. Dramatic reveal. Margie. Ick. So then it's not that she's watching her. It's just she's designated friend for Margie. But she is basically babysitting her in like every aspect. But Margie is back in just full-on bitch Bitch mode. mode. Where... I remember at the end of the movie, I thought they were kind of... At the end of the first movie, they were kind of cool with each other. I thought
0: so as well. Not maybe
1: friends, but at least bordering there. But nope, she's completely... Not with Xenon, and she's basically holding the fact that her dad could send Xenon's family to Earth at yeah. any point as a way to blackmail Xenon into doing a bunch of stuff for her: her
0: homework, get her, give her her clothing.
1: Yeah, as for her clothing, and then after that, we get a weird montage of her making Xenon do stuff that usually is just her making eye contact repeatedly with Xenon, and then Xenon does it. <sighs> <She'll>, <sighs> and it's like, get her food. Let's and give get her cake. food. But now you just get her food. She needs Xenon to cut, cut up her, her food. Yeah, or chicken or whatever. Very weird. Yes. Uh, yeah. Get some cake. That's understandable. Do, does her homework. Yeah. And it's just, oh, man, isn't Margie the worst? And Xenon gets revenge on Margie because Margie asks her to do her nails, but not her fingernails, yeah. her toenails. Yes. And. Jacob, <laughs> Jacob was correct to point out that this scene looked like it was directed by Quentin Tarantino because we get fairly gratuitous ups. shots of Margie's yeah, feet. Yeah, like
0: toes wiggling, kind of like from um, the Hollywood. Yeah, Once, Once Upon a Time, a time, a time in Hollywood. Hollywood scene, yeah.
1: The way Xenon gets back on her is she mixes glue yes. into the toenail polish, yeah. which then we don't really see anything afterwards it's just well we see what happens but it doesn't really just, resolve where no. margie tries to take off her socks
0: and they're, they're stuck to her toes they're stuck yep. to her feet we don't yeah i mean they're not gonna get so crazy to show her ripping off her bloody stumps of toes <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, she, so yeah we don't know around.
1: how that really works out then we see xenon she's back at the listening station and she gets a reading of something and she's freaking out and she calls plank and orion and they're like, no, it's just a glitch or an interference. And Orion, we see earlier, seems you know hard to like aliens he's exist. He's looking for
0: any sign, any little bloop. He's and he says, no,
1: it, it, as long as he's been here, nothing's ever happened. So yeah. well, it can't happen now. So that was kind of a weird characterization yeah, for Orion. In that and basically his first two scenes, he seems to be at odds with himself. Yes. And then back on the station or in the cafeteria, Margie is impressing all of the kids with she has some kind of hologram player, video player thing. Apparently he has Romeo and Juliet on Mars 1 and 2. Oh my. Everybody's super impressed. Margie keeps calling it fabulo, which the the weird slang from the first movie returns, but it seems they picked up on the major things. Yeah. Pun intended of Xenon saying, you know, major, minor, gaseous, stuff like hard. that. But then yes. Ancetus Lapidus just cranked up where we probably should have kept a, a tally going on, but I it's kind of lot. enjoyed it in the first movie, but in this movie, it is it's obnoxious. Forced, yeah, it's, it's It feels very much like, hey, remember this? And yeah. so everybody, yeah, is still marking out over Margie's hologram player and... Unfortunately, Xenon can't really hang out with the people as they're going to Margie's house because she's got to go to her uh, duties at the station that night. And Nebula, the fucking two-timing bitch, worst friend of the world, wants to go and watch the hologram. And, oh my god, I think at this point she says fabulo as well. And Xenon's like, this is a Cetus Lapidus house. (laughs) It's so forced that it's like, oh, rift happening between Nebula and Xenon. The best of friends. Oh, no. Back at her duties at the station. Uh, Xenon. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah, she gets, she calls it a couple of times, a zoom. Zum. Zoom, zoom, And later on, it will become a zoom. Uh, no. So she again calls plank and plank doesn't believe her and then bans her from working there because
0: the other the u.s military guy comes down yeah and then she tries to well she's at first trying to say and then and then like plank looks at her and she's like oh no nothing happened commander because he was gonna say oh well if it's malfunctioning we're gonna shut this all down so then he kind of just kicks xenon out of there so yeah so
1: uh, xenon was there as punishment for a month, and then she's so Got bad out there, it. she gets out yeah, of Yeah, shit. But hey, she doesn't actually want
0: to get out of it. No, she doesn't. She's actually into it, and that's not the end of her encounters with whatever, Zoom Zoom.
1: No. Uh, so some of the modules of the space station, the space station is like a ring orbiting earth yeah. and some of them are getting jettisoned off and they just literally just detach and float into space space debris fuck it uh, apparently it's in the direction where they won't just fall onto earth or anything yeah. like that But yeah go and land on the moon apparently well apparently they stay pretty close by hmm, yeah maybe or maybe it doesn't matter how far they get.
0: that's true also
1: xenon's mom is freaking out at all these things getting decommissioned because xenon's mom apparently is both very scared of flying and yeah. afraid of earth which yeah. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense that because why would like she be said, in space she if she didn't like flying up on and on then earth. yeah probably the least amount of time she would have had to live on earth would be like low end 15 years but maybe like upwards of 30 years of her life because xenon and this is said to be 15, and it's, I think, implied in the first movie that she's she was born, born in Earth. outer space. Oh, on, okay. Or maybe she was born on Earth. I don't really remember. Basically, she's lived most of her life in yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. The mom just is neurotic, and she's developed a phobia of Earth and yeah. flying. I don't know. Yeah, it happens. So, we'll see that pay off in some ways later on in the movies. Yeah. Xenon gets really mad at Nebula because Nebula is seen hanging out with Margie, not hating on her, laughing, and again, saying, Fabula. Yes. And it's, at this point, it's literally maybe been a week. If that's also maybe a generous estimate of time. And Xenon loses her shit. It could be basically days. But Xenon's like, what are you doing? I never see you anymore. And Nebula's like, I never see you anymore. You're always about these aliens. You're at the station. It's How long has this been? <laughs> uh, but uh, don't worry. They will make up in short order. Yes. In her room, somehow Xenon gets the signal... Of the the zoom, observation zoom, station, zoom. she gets yeah, it on her phone, and this time it does sound familiar. Hmm, this zoom, zoom, zoom. What could it mean? Well, how about we dramatic zoom into zoom, zoom, a protozoa zoom. poster on Xenon's wall that is gigantic? Bow, it's just a blown bow, up. Bow, what is it? A fat head or fat body? Is a, like a protozoa. head. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 and. Yeah then she gets orion to come and listen even though orion seems to be doubting her as well and it it does clearly match up because she plays it on she has some newfangled high-tech futuristic music player that is playing supernova girl supernova girl and it's well what does this mean because it's sounding exactly the same and xenon's theory is it has to mean that the aliens want to meet protozoa yeah So how does Xenon act on this? Well, first she makes up with Nebula because Nebula's family, we learn, is being sent to Earth. So now Xenon is feeling regret or she's feeling bad. And then they also seem to be developing some kind of plan about how to not have Nebula get sent to Earth or something with protozoa. It's not exactly clear. Some of the plans in this movie... Uh, aren't always the clearest Mm, but we see them dragging along some big box of cargo or something that is implied to have something that nebula will be taking with her to earth in the background we have a little fun moment where we see margie sneaking around following them yeah that was i I like that That and it it was fun hey I've come across in listening to some of our competition of other podcasts that do decom reviews. Yeah, some people are a lot harder on these movies than we are. Oh. I listened to probably the most prominent one or the second most prominent one I come across often. I won't mention their name here, mm. but they were. I was listening to their ultimate Christmas present episode because that was a movie where we're like eh, this is fine, this is yeah. pretty good, and like they were just they hated it. And I'm why? like, why? Why would you? And this is... A, I think their podcast is actually... Why would you actually,
0: hate on your, what you're doing? What
1: you're, why would you hate so much on, like, your Well, yeah, that's subject, the thing. I think this, ep- this podcast here. has actually gone through all of the movies. Yeah, it's fun to dump on bad movies or nitpick, but at a certain point... It's got to get exhausting.
0: Yeah, if you're just looking... Like, down. there
1: are genuinely bad movies, and we've watched some of them, and no. they are fun to dump uh, yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, but...
0: I feel like we're pretty fair. E- even if we say they're bad, we still find yeah. fun parts still, of all them that we we're enjoy. We're grading
1: on a curve. You yeah. know, we're watching Disney Channel original movies. Exactly, so we're not looking yeah. for high art, and sometimes we find something that approximates uh, a decent actual mm-hmm. real movie. We're
0: holding them to the standard of, like, what? Like, Academy Award-winning films? Yeah, I don't know. But Get out of here, whoever you are. Internet
1: pop culture criticism, a lot of the time it's the hottest takes and you got to be yeah. super negative. And we try to find a sort of middle of the road no. of there's stuff to make fun of, there's stuff that sucks in some of these movies, but we, there's some stuff that is We haven't even trash well. Xenon much, you know, this one. No. At all. And this one, yeah. I don't I don't know you really know, it's can. not the greatest, but uh, um, what I so what I was gonna say crash. is this part with Margie sneaking around them. I was yeah. gonna say it's actually well done, and I yeah. don't mean to be like it's the most amazing thing. They don't thing like ever. zoom in on
0: her like creeping around. It's like like some people might even miss it when they're watching. Yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty subtle, and it's fun to she, notice that yeah. she's sneaking around in the background. They're yeah. not playing you know Spooky, dramatic yeah, music or like Pink Panther stuff. Exactly. They're not yeah showing it from her point of view. Eventually, they do show her like sneaking up, and we see her more in frame. But it's. A little fun moment, so yes. we we take those. Absolutely. So then, yeah, the box. Oh, what's going to happen with the box? The next day, we see Nebula and her mom talking to Xenon's parents. And they're like, yeah, Xenon wouldn't come down. I don't know. She's still sad about Greg <laughs> or something. Yeah. And we see the box from the night before being wheeled away by some cargo attendant. Hmm. And we're both saying Xenon's in the box. Or, oh, actually, we saw ne- or, uh, Marjorie Margie look at the box. So, wait, is Margie in the Jin, box? We don't know. Well, before we'll find out yeah. who's in the box, who's in the box? Oh, uh, we see the shuttle fly down to Earth and an improvement from the first movie. The effects yeah. are better. And also, Earth is treated like a more futuristic setting. Whereas in the first movie, they very carefully wrote the plot of Aunt Judy lives in a city where people don't like new technology, so it looks yeah. like 1999 California. Yeah.
0: But but now there's more spaceships and stuff yeah, flying around outside. Yeah, there's a, a spaceport that looks and they, they look good. really cool. Like outside of the windows of like the airport or what a spaceport, whatever they yeah. they actually look like. I don't know, there's some good quality, some much good better extraterrestrial
1: value. stuff in this movie than Stepsister from Oh, Planet absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes, it gets it gets good. We're not we're not even done yet. So then we see the box being loaded off of the shuttle. It Yo. gets left by some guy who hears some kind of grunt or noise coming from it. Hmm. And then out comes Xenon. Okay, Xenon was in the zoom. box. She gets off, kind yes, of brushes right. herself off, and then, oh, what? We turn, and Margie's also there. there. Margie was in a different box. I got out of my box almost two minutes ago, Xenon. Yep, you Margie so always having to one-up. One-upper. So... They form an unlikely duo, which is kind of a fun uh, pairing of if you're going to bring Margie back into this movie, this was a fun way to use her. And they go to Aunt Judy's because luckily Nebula's family is moving to the city that Aunt Judy lives in. And I don't even really know how they get there, but they just they, they get there. Aunt Judy is... Not used as much in this movie, but I remember thinking she was pretty fun in the the previous movie. Yeah. But Aunt Judy is still pretty, pretty chill. She's not worried about them sneaking off of the space station. And she decides that, hey, I'll help you find Protozoa because that is Xenon's mission now is to find Protozoa because of aliens, man. Yes. So they sit down to start theorizing how to find Protozoa. Or what is going on with the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom song zoom, coming through. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. And this is where Margie had a theory that we were floating. Was that maybe Protozoa, the aliens don't want Protozoa. But maybe the aliens they have, have Protozoa. Yes. And this could be like a distress signal sent out by a Protozoa. That is not the case. And Xenon shits all over it being like, that is the dumbest fucking thing, Margie. And it's like... Actually, it's not. It would have, of course, it would be very stupid. But at the same time, it would have been a very fun plot point to have in this movie. Exactly. And the direction it goes in is still decent enough but i think i would have preferred aliens as randomly finding protozoa because they were such big fans of his <laughs> music and then he'd be like oh it's anon you gotta help me out <laughs> i yeah. stuck with the aliens and then it's like get the band back together microbe let's go get protozoa <laughs> they uh start to analyze some of protozoa's lyrics oh what's his most famous song Xenoth says, yeah, the way you learn about uh, musicians is you analyze their lyrics. Oh, what's the most famous song? Supernova Girl, which is the Zoom, Zoom, Zoom song. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Uh, Even though the only words I really know is Zoom, 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 but it's Mm -hmm. apparently called Supernova Girl. And then there's some leap in logic that I wasn't really completely following where there's something. Oh, he says something like Linda Nova and then Linda Nova is... Punched into the phone and that comes out to nothing. But then they do Nova Linda, and it's and like it,
0: there's like a picture of a random. And house. then they
1: find Protozoa's house. I don't yeah. know if that's like the name it's registered under or if Who that's like knows. the name of his manager. It's I didn't want to rewind the scene to figure out because hey, we are taking notes. We do hey we do one take. We march for. yeah no i
0: i i was trying to figure that out too why yeah where this creepy picture of this
1: house yeah and also that this house is in the middle of nowhere purposefully but if somebody has the right name anybody can find it on their phone apparently so they find the house and then we'll see what happens with that but first back at the station margie's dad is looking for margie comes into her room and finds on her phone a video message where she's basically saying that "Ah, xenon's forced me to come with her she's kidnapping me it's not my fault i'm not the bad one this really doesn't pay off in any meaningful way well kind of slightly but it's not in the way i kind of was expecting it to go in yeah back on earth xenon and margie again luckily The place they're trying to get to is right by Aunt Judy's house. Everybody on Earth that is relevant to the plot of this movie is all very close together. So Aunt Judy, in her uh, self-driving electric VW Beetle, drops them off somewhere. And Margie and Xenon go venturing through the jungle-ish forest of California. (laughs) Yeah. Having a kind of a... Margie's complaining and... About the dirt. And and then... (gasps) A spider. a spider. A big web. A big web that Giant they web. apparently can't get past until they get rid of it. With a stick. And, yeah, they use a stick. To, Xenon uses the stick to
0: get Knocked it. Knocked on the web. And, and then they say, like, oh, all good. But no, the spider's on the end of the stick. And then she throws the stick at, what's her name? They run away. Yeah, screaming. And then what's her name falls into a thing of
1: mud. Yep, it's not great. Oh, they're <laughs> dirty. Dirty girls. I kind of wanted it to be over as soon as it began. <laughs> it's a long track. They're in the yeah. of mor- a, a while. We're condensing monkey... it in our discussion, but they there are... monkey screeches. Are, there's a couple of cutaway to, like, different scenes in yeah. between that's happening. But eventually, and... they start walking towards a house. At yes. least, yeah, I think they find the house. But then they get stopped, yes. or Xenon gets stopped in some weird paralysis field. Yes. Which then also seems to, like, be tickling Ticklish. her. It's like a tickle field. Which is... Very weird. Yeah, and then Margie's like, "Bitch, y'all tripping." And then and she, she walks calms. forward. And it's she the first gets time trapped. you
0: see her smile ever in her life. She's laughing and has well, joy. Uh, yeah, a real smile. She's not uh, faking
1: it. Yes. Sometimes she gives mean and smiles then, to Xenon. Then Proto comes out. And he's like, "What? Look what I caught here! Oh boy, you trespassing!" <laughs>
0: and it then what Proto- happens? What happens if he accidentally just like walks into it and just is he just stuck?
1: And dies of starvation. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the best anti. Because it's not like
0: they can't back. They can't
1: back out of it. Yeah. Once they walk into it, they can't get out of it. They're just stuck. And protozoa was like, oh, what are I trapped today. And then so maybe he gets like a ping on his phone. So maybe he just like gets animals or like, heard him laughing, kills them. Oh my something. god. You know that's how he gets his food. Possibly. But protozoa luckily uh, recognizes Zine. Say car? Yeah. Oh, you made that one weird statue of me. <laughs> Uh, which is in the movie?
0: It is callback. Yeah, uh, fun little prop they held onto there.
1: So protozoa looks even more like a drug addict than he usually does. Wow. He's still got the frosted tips, but he's got a bit Nets, of a frosted. No, he's got a five o'clock shadow or something going on, I'm looking like a dirty bum. But he is purposefully looking bad because later on we'll see him shave it off because he's with lacking that. inspiration with a
0: magic shaver that just yeah. like is like a glowing light and then it just takes it hey, all those off exist. his
1: head. Really, seen oh, infomercials.
0: <laughs> that does sound right, actually.
1: Uh, but yes, basically, Protozoia has chosen to hide away and become a recluse because he feels his career has peaked because he had the first concert in space. And where do you go from there? So that's why his beard is partially grown out, is because no. he's hit rock bottom. But, but in he still a, must in have a hair hairstylist. Appropriate way. He still must have a hairstylist up there though. <laughs> no, he's... just with that much gel, you know, it just kind of stays there forever. <laughs> xenon says that hey I can give you inspiration what's better than a space concert maybe you have a concert for aliens, aliens. because she tells him that the aliens This is when I think she, really want she shows
0: him. him the clip on her yeah, iPad something like that and she's like listen to this and it goes zoom 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 and he's like
1: oh my god and he's god.
0: like oh tits
1: <laughs> aliens All can get down me. with that I'm loved around the galaxy so oh protozoa is on board and inspiration is there in space, the Major comes to Xenon's parents yes. to be like, hey, where's my fucking daughter? And where's your daughter? And Xenon's parents, oh, she's just in her room. She's been there all day. And they go down, they knock on the and door. It says,
0: go away. I'm busy. I'm doing homework or whatever. And it's just like, Every time it's kind of like the Ferris Bueller That's thing. That's exactly what I wrote down. Yep. She's pulling a Ferris
1: Bueller. Yes. Not quite to the level because they just go into a room and you know there's not a fake body in the bed or anything. It springs up. Yeah. But there is a speaker that apparently reacts to knocks. Yeah. And correct. Then it's uh, uh-oh, busted. Uh and then the major's reaction to this is that he puts Xenon's parents under house, house arrest. House arrest. So there's no a military food. guard for no them. No water. And then they can't leave because Xenon took his daughter. So Xenon then somehow hacks into the signal of the space station so that she can contact Orion and send him the details again of like the signal. Well, yeah, Orion then deciphers it to get space coordinates because now Orion is down to help or whatever. Yeah so then it's like okay shit it's a map well how do we get there we need a space shuttle so then xenon tells margie that she needs to call her dad to ask for a shuttle or somehow get it because we haven't really gone into it too much but margie is i don't know an only child or she's really spoiled and she kind of has her dad wrapped around her finger what she, she said can about of, something this is yeah. what she said she can, you know do a bit of a pouty face and yeah. get her dad to yeah. bend for her well really <laughs> uh but apparently margie is so bad at yes. technology she says that as she's trying to call her dad she actually somehow hacks into his
0: computer space station's
1: or... office's phone or yeah, yeah computer I mean, they
0: can see they can see him but they can't hear or see her
1: yeah so yeah so it's a one way where just the, the important characters could overhear that the Guy is basically saying, hey, this whole station is fucked. We're just going to take off all the modules and then... Send everybody to Earth. Yeah, which is... What? Why? Why would they take it all apart, though? Like, what does that do? What good does that do? Again, it's another thing where maybe if we rewound it, it would have been clearer. But I think it's just kind of hand wave that, oh, you know, remember in the last movie when it almost blew up? Well, now it's damaged, and we're saying, hey, we got to take it apart a year later. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but what's purpose? They're just not going to use it, just leave it all intact. That all the space monkeys going to inhabit it. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. And then Xenon and Margie have a bit of a moment where we get to go a little more in depth with Margie's character. Yeah, and motivations where Margie's like, "What you take me seriously? What I say? Yeah, what? That's crazy." And then it's like, "Oh, it, Margie feels insecure." I've been, a, I've been a
0: army brat my whole yeah. life. I've moved around. Nobody ever gets to know me. Whatever. Yeah. I so then
1: know. she puts up this front of being like sarcastic and jerky, yeah. and, and, it's and like, then you know it's like nobody
0: likes a jerk or something. You know, nobody likes being picked on and stuff like that. So
1: it's like it kind of makes sense, but at the same time xenon is like whatever you still kind of suck and i'll have to say for a lot of it is just her dumb slang that really seems dialed up to 11 in this movie but i found xenon a little obnoxious margie also obnoxious but i kind of disliked margie more Mm -hmm. which is different from how i felt about margie in the first movie yeah Aunt Judy then gets enlisted to try to persuade Commander Plank, because he's her boyfriend. Yes. He needs to get a shuttle to Earth. Correct. And then Plank is able to convince the Major to give him a shuttle because oh, I'm gonna go on a date with my hopefully, hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll propose to her and get her to marry me. Oh, okay. So Aunt Judy using Plank. Yeah. Typical women, am typical I right? Typical women. Not so much typical women. Typical Xenon. Xenon Zeta. is a user. Xetus lapita She just needs you to, to do something for her. And if you're not useful, she kicks you to the curb. True. Hey, remember Nebula? She's in this movie, and we get a check-in with her uh, at her Earth house, where her mom is making an absurd amount of scrambled eggs. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a knock at the door, and oh, what? It's the intergalactic police or military force? And they're asking about if Nebula knows anything about Xenon. Eventually... uh, I don't know if she calls Nebula, or Nebula calls Xenon, or Nebula calls Aunt Judy. I think, yeah, she calls Aunt Judy. That like the military is poking around, and she's dipping out her back door and jumping over fences. Yeah, Aunt Judy, that is. She gets the knock at her door, and she's like,
0: "Dips out." See ya. You you see in like her security cameras of the front door these two sketchy dudes. They, they should have glasses. given her a
1: Ferris Bueller's Day Off moment of running through people's. We just see bow, her bow, bound bow. over her open fun. fence, and then the police are like, "Well, I thought I heard, somebody inside, heard some boy inside, but um, oh, all right, see ya." I don't ya. know.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were like, "I thought they were on a mission to find out where the the daughter was of the commander." Yeah,
1: it's not that big a deal. Major,
0: whatever. <laughs> okay, who cares?
1: The Major Marjorie. Yeah. Wow. On the station, uh, the Major is walking through the halls and he overhears Plank as he's talking to Orion because Plank... Had been informed about the the alien excursion, yeah. so he was getting the coordinates from Orion, and Orion's like, "Wow, gee, it's so cool! You're gonna be seeing aliens!" And then the major's like, "Oh, you're not visiting your girlfriend." So, but but he doesn't put the other, he doesn't put Orion under like house arrest or anything. Uh, yeah, which well, is Orion can talk about aliens and provide coordinates, just as long as he's not lying and asking for shuttles. Yeah, but then yeah, because he doesn't
0: have the ability to fly, he doesn't know how to fly. Yeah so plank getting in trouble now they've lost their pilot Yeah, he's
1: under military arrest yes so then xenon again a user she calls her parents and convinces her mom because it's brought up in some situations that her mom used to be a pilot but then she got afraid of flying which is implied to be because she became a mom and hey when you have children, you just turn into a crazy person. <laughs> Oof. And then eventually she gets convinced, hey, you know what? I will fly. Orion like pokes his head through their air vent because, again, they're under house arrest. Yeah. And then he guides the mom through the vents to a shuttle. I assume it's not the shuttle that Plank was supposed to take. It's just the uh, it says Waste Management Services on the side. But it doesn't look like it's that big of a shuttle. But inside, there is 8 to 10 seats. Yeah, there's
0: a lot of seats. There's a convenient amount of seats. Yes. For the amount of people that are going to be need to ride this. Yes.
1: Uh, there's enough seats for just about everybody who's in this movie. And just about everybody in this movie will be riding that shuttle. Yeah. So I don't know where they're putting the waste for the, the management yeah. of it. But hey. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's supposed to be like, oh, gross, it's a junky ship. But then it, it doesn't matter. There's like wires and
0: shit hanging around all on the insides. It's sketchy. But
1: we've but, literally, uh, over the course of these movies, we've probably seen like two types of ships. It's either the shuttles that go back and forth between the space station and Earth and this. So we don't know yes. what the typical spaceship really looks True. like.
0: Looks like Starfleet or what I would have talked about that I
1: did down in Disney. Yeah. Or
0: Universal. Disney. Disney. Sure. Yeah. yeah okay.
1: Xenon, uh, Margie, and Protozoa meet up with Judy and Nebula because everybody it, it, in this movie has to meet up together. And it
0: looks like, yeah, it looks like they get dropped off from another spaceship. And why couldn't that spaceship just did what no, they did? No, that was
1: do? a helicopter. It's, okay. It's implied they get dropped off from his house. By a helicopter so they don't need to trek through the jungle again. Yeah.
0: And And, see, that's another attention to detail. You know, that didn't need to be there. They could have just popped out of nowhere, but, you know.
1: And Aunt Judy just apparently somehow was able to drive her beetle directly onto the beach. Onto the
0: beach. And did they just leave it there? She just dips her car and
1: just... We don't actually even, like, see it afterwards because eventually the spaceship comes down and it's not like we see the 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 car car in the background. Interesting. Yep, it's everybody's meeting up. The mom is freaking out in space with Orion, but she calms down enough to get into atmosphere. She starts to land the shuttle, but almost kills everyone in the process. Almost crushes them all. Yes, indeed. Which we joked like, oh, what if she just kills them? And then they actually kind of went there.
0: They all just scramble out because she landed on literally like the spot that they were all standing
1: and then, as they're celebrating or gathering up, we see oh, the military man. police people on tactical, futuristic four wheelers yes, tearing dang. up the, like the a, mud on the beach. And then like six of them. Yeah, they Hell escape raiders. in the shuttle, and then the police are like, "Oh, shucks," and we never see them again.
0: Yep. Oh well.
1: Yeah, I, I just it where like, it's like, "Meh, four wheelers, sure, why not?" <laughs> That's it's
0: yeah, it worked. Serve their purpose.
1: Have them wear like some weird goggles or like helmets. And that's what makes it futuristic. <laughs> uh, I think
0: they did. I think they did have something like that.
1: Yeah. So then they're flying in space, but everybody's kind of sleeping, which they're not really clear on how long space travel takes. No. It seems extremely quick yes. to, to get between. Well, I guess if it's just like the Earth's orbit, maybe it's not that far to get to the space station, but the mom gets there pretty quick. But now they're in space and everybody's sleeping except Xenon uh, and her mom. And they have a a mother-daughter moment, which before this happened, I was like, hey, this is kind of cool to have a sequel to a movie where we already know the characters and stuff. So a lot of the the typical DCOM stuff hasn't really happened. And then it's like, oh, no, we have some forced mother-daughter moment, which I don't even know what they were talking about. It was like, hey... When you have a kid, you don't know where you're going to end up. And it's like, okay. <laughs> the music is telling me that this is an emotional, sentimental yeah, moment. You don't feel but it. But I'm not really it. You're not uh, connecting. It.
0: You're not, yeah, exactly.
1: And then it gets interrupted by the spaceship AI or whatever yeah. saying, Hey, the fuel's low. Yes. Uh-oh. And
0: they start to, like, go down. They start to spiral, I think, out you of you control. Yep, they're right
1: over the moon. Yeah. Which it means that they are going to get pulled into the moon's... Gravity, which would cause him to crash because I guess without feel. They can't... I guess that makes sense. They can't reasonably land because you have to have, like, a little bit of reverse thrusters or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they still had, like, 3% fuel.
0: They should have had, yes, like, reserves for that kind of thing.
1: Well, they had... They were supposed to have reserves, but Orion didn't fill them up.
0: That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Which is
1: like, okay, sure. Just gotta throw Orion under the bus. Oh, of course. So, as they're going down, this is the big moment because then they get pulled up by aliens. We see a a kind of or very organic spaceship. It's got flapping wings, uh it's like rainbowish in color. Looks like a moth or maybe a little bit of jellyfish. Not like a bubble, like in Stepsister from Planet Weird. And then Xenon, the audacity of this bitch, says, "It's my aliens." <laughs> oh, really, Xenon? Because you're the one who's trying to discover them. Then you own these aliens.
0: <sighs> they Zenon. weren't even—they weren't even there for her. Well, I guess kind of. So we're, we're led to believe that they're there for protozoa. Yeah.
1: So the the ship gets pulled up by some kind of tractor beam type thing from the alien ship. Yes. And then an alien beams directly into their shuttle. And but it's, it is it's
0: not like a person it's not no, like it's, a,
1: it's very ephemeral it's just like particles floating, floating in the around. air that they, can, they
0: kind of form like a yeah, weird they,
1: they coalesce into different a mass shapes and yeah. things at times and, and it, it has a language or at least it is able to impart thoughts yes which i think i was like well i really wish they had like a cool alien design but realistically that wouldn't happen so for them to go this kind of conceptual route for aliens is actually kind of surprising and in the end it's fine what's not fine is that they uh apparently can telepathically talk but they only talk to xenon to, to xenon
0: and and what's his name tries to go up yeah Protozo is
1: like all right my time to shine yeah. i know this is what you came for even though yeah. hey i usually have a band but hey i got a single guitar an electric guitar without an amp I can zoom zooms. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't have anything they do. And with then Xenon's like, ha ha. ha. They say, uh, they don't want you. Yeah. And this is where stuff starts to not really make sense. They tell Xenon, and all this is just Xenon being allowed to be haughty and condescending because she's the one getting the special yeah. alien knowledge, and she's better than everyone else yeah. because they're her aliens and it sucks. And it yeah. made me really dislike Xenon. <laughs> Because it could have just been easily, like, they talked to everybody. Yeah. But apparently these aliens, their ship is damaged or part of their navigation for equipment. For, like, three
0: Earth years Yeah, or they've, they been said they've been for stranded for a, a long time. Maybe navigation.
1: But it's like, they clearly were able to get to these coordinates that they had sent out to them. So yeah. they're able to navigate somehow, unless it's, like, I they guess. need to bring in, like, Star Wars. They need the coordinates for their hyperspace drive, and that's not working. But they clearly have... The precision to know where things are and repeatedly, like, go back to them. Who knows? Yeah. Not really clear. Whatever. But what they are asking for is, hey, if you let us suck out knowledge from your shuttle's spaceship or your shuttle's computer, we will bring you back to the space station.
0: And Xenon starts laughing. They're like, what? What is it? She's like, They thought it was, it wouldn't be nice to take
1: without asking or something. Yeah. It would have been impolite. (laughs) Impolite. Aliens are much better than humans. Yeah. That's that uh, the momentous reveal that aliens exist. Shout out to blink 182. too. <laughs> uh, so they get dropped off at the space station. Everybody comes off. They're super fucking excited. And the major's like, OK, chill out. I know I saw something out there. But hey, you know what? Station's still being dismantled. Fuck all y'all. And you have no proof that aliens exist. Because throughout all of this movie... Even though this is a research station, it doesn't seem that they have the ability to record the signals they're getting from aliens or just record stuff that is happening outside of their ship. Like, hey, you know what? I don't know what I saw, but I couldn't have been aliens. Maybe uh, the Aurora Borealis in this part of the galaxy. So as he's saying this, then all of a sudden we get like a boom and the aliens have been... Actually, before this, Margie stands up to her dad and says, basically, Xenon's the best, and I love Xenon, and aliens exist. And then this gets interrupted by the aliens starting to reassemble the station. They're just taking all these different modules that got jettisoned out into space and then just throwing them back on. Take that, military man. Aliens exist, and you can't dismantle the space station because we put it back together. Bingo. Definitely can't take it apart again. Hooray! The day Yay. is saved. Thanks to Zenon. mostly Zenon. All Xenon, yes. All Zenon. hail Queen Z. <laughs> and then just like the first movie, we cut to Protozoa zom, and his band zom. playing. Well, they don't play It's a new song. song. It is a new one. Uh, well, they finish the song, and then this is where Protozoa comes in and I think this is the writers trying to explain how any of this makes sense. Because the way this works is they somehow identified that Xenon would have been the right person for them to contact by playing Protozoa's song for her to get out into space. But then it was an assemblage of all these people they didn't need. When really they could have just talked to Xenon at any point and had like her get. So like the majority of this movie is completely pointless. Pointless. And yeah, it's all like a red herring. They need to fill an hour and a half of time. And then Protozoa also is like, hey. Even though the aliens didn't want me, uh, Xenon's really cool and now I'm gonna I love make music, music again. again. Yeah. <laughs> <So I was> <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I, thanks for explaining the plot kind of and your character arc, which didn't really exist too much. Okay. <laughs> and music. Yep. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna hit a new song. This song's dedicated to the wedding I'm at because Aunt Judy and Plank are getting married. It was yeah. implied at the end. I think I looked at my notes and it literally was saying, I don't know if it was me saying this or it was heavily implied that, hey, they need to get married and they need to fuck.
0: Well, yeah, because he had talked about wanting to go down to Earth to marry her. Yeah. Earlier in the movie.
1: Well, in this movie. Yes. I'm talking about, yeah, the end of Xenon 1. Oh, yeah. And this, gotcha, this, gotcha, this, yeah, this, the end yeah, of this yeah. movie is literally the same as that because yeah. it is a concert with Protozoa singing, and then we check in with all the distinct groups of characters.
0: And you see Orion awkwardly making yes. eye contact. So that's with Xenon. one
1: where Orion comes up and then turns to Xenon, and Xenon smiles, and then like, he smiles. And it's like, okay. And that's it. Yeah, they don't we like didn't dance. really... They're like, oh, shit, we didn't set up a romance. We got rid of Greg, but we didn't really adequately set up Orion because it is there is, like, no chemistry between them no. for the majority of the movie. And then I guess, hey, sometimes when you see aliens, yeah. they can change you. Yeah. So there's that. I Maybe don't know if Orion there. shows up in Z3 or I'll not. find out in a couple of years. But then most importantly, we see Xenon and Margie, who in, at this point I had written down as Marjorie. So oh, for whatever my. reason, at the very end of the movie, <laughs> something broke in my well, I, mind. I think her
0: dad called her that at one point. I think that's what it was.
1: But yeah, something broke in my mind where then I just wrote Marjorie two times on here. But no. Margie says that she's staying on the space station or dad let her do that. And like, hey, Xenon, are we cool? And Xenon's like, well, shit, if we got through all of this, yeah, sure, I guess I can be your friend. And I really yeah. wanted Xenon to say... You know what, Margie, I think you're fabulo. Oh, God. And that would have been like the most meaningful connection between them. The Xenon Z- P- was is. able to put away her dumb slang to accept Margie's dumb slang, but that slang is still cooler than Xenon's. Yes. And then we get some more dancing to this new song by Protozoa, which is not as good as Zoom Zoom or Supernova Girl. And it's still not bad, but it doesn't really have, like, a really, like, punchy zoom, zoom, chorus. It just needs, like, a little bit more of a hook. But it was still fun. I assume Z3 will have some kind of song as well. Would you be my supernova? So, there's girl. people dancing, and whereas I was able to call the end of the first Xenon movie, this time Jacob called the end of this one, which at this point isn't the hardest thing to call for a decom. but it ends with xenon smiling and then we just get a freeze frame freeze of that frame. cut nope. to credits that's all we needed really that's all we wanted yeah that's all i wanted <laughs> <laughs> was xenon freeze frame smiling yes so that bringing in the new year 2020 with a decom from 2001 yes xenon the is equal. jacob talajone your thoughts i liked it i don't know i i thought it
0: was uh like you said, the upgrading quality made it more, not maybe more enjoyable. It was just, it was just more to it. I'm still kind of stuck on that watching. We watched the trailer for Zombie, a really futuristic, not futuristic, but a, and, 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 in the way future, modern Contemporary, yes. modern DCOM. Um, DCOM. And that just, uh, so like seeing this was, you know, Jacob is, coming what coming
1: Jacob is saying? He is not looking forward to the, the, future the musical of era of No, D-coms not at all. So, we are still probably... In Disney Channel years, like eight years away from, yeah. For years of this podcast, who knows? <laughs> so this,
0: so on the sequel it seemed like a blessing.
1: Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it as well. I, I don't know if I. I think overall, the plot of the first movie is more fun. But the alien stuff of this yeah, is fun. And yeah, the, it, it was a bit of a, a subversion of expectations with how it ended up. They weren't just cheesy, rubbery aliens. Yeah, no. The, I would have loved the, it if the they brought in. The effects
0: of like the butterfly effect of it yeah, flying around. Yeah, that was an interesting
1: design. I would have loved Unique. to bring in some and random alien cheesy. from can of worms oh, god. or the, like that
0: that blah, 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 the weird garbage monster no man. i want them to bring in the alien that is
1: implied that mike pillsbury is maybe <laughs> actually pillsbury. an alien oh god don't you remember it's mike pillsbury where he tells that story that's like <laughs> hey there was an, an alien who got left on this planet and was raised by a separate family and then we see the alien that he drew from his story and yeah. it's implied that maybe he's an alien but we never actually get <laughs> yeah. resolution to that yeah can of worms is alright. Oh man. Uh but yeah, I thought it was it was fun to get the characters back together. Some of it was I shouldn't say a little forced. It was definitely forced, forced that all the characters have to be on the shuttle at the end. Did Protozoa have to be in this movie?
0: For the song, yes. No. No, yeah, we, we talked about it too. Like there's no purpose of him but but yes and no, because if we just knew that they were looking for xenon then it would have been over then and there but yeah. her thinking you know zoom, zoom zoom that they're looking for him you know so in yeah, some ways gotta... it reminds
1: me of the the new sequel trilogy of disney star wars movies where it's just like hey remember this thing are you rubbing your eyebrow on the microphone
0: that's what it sounds like i and...
1: hope it doesn't come through please stop <laughs> we're not asmr eclipsed. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a lot of it's like, hey, remember Zetus Lapidus? Well, yeah. we're going to say it about 50 times. Remember Protozoa? Not, yeah. There was definitely He's a lot. In it. A remember lot Aunt of Judy? And yeah, so it just was a little kind of checking off boxes of what people yeah, might want from a Xenon a movie. But it was still. Fan service. You know, it just kind of felt like a, a TV show of like, hey, these characters are back. They're having a weird adventure this time. And, you know, we got a little development for Margie. She was really yeah. the only character that seemed to have much growth. Kind of gotta this.
0: wonder what the third one will have in store. Well, for apparently,
1: us. speaking of other you know people that talk about DComs on the internet, I think it's Entertainment Weekly. I've come across oh. some list of the best DComs and the worst DComs. Yeah, and some of the worst DComs on there are ones that I don't we know if we really necessarily liked. rate highly, but we were kind of just like mm, about think yeah. somebody used like mom's got a date with a vampire. It's fucking terrible, and in a way. It is, because it's got, like, the worst kids ever in it. Yes. Uh, But this list was very weighted or had a bias, clearly, for the musical movies. So, like, Camp Rock and High School Musical were rated highly. Uh, But Z3 apparently is not well-liked. Apparently, Raven-Symoné does come back, but Protozoa gets recast.
0: That's a shame. Which is both, like... A shame and a shame. That is a shame,
1: but also Protozoa doesn't need to show up in all of these movies. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just for the music. That's literally his only purpose.
1: And then that is the and last. Outreach Z3 fans. is the last one. And unless, uh, hey, we're getting a Lizzie McGuire reboot. Maybe D, uh, Disney. Oh, They're God. all about mining. Well, actually,
0: Lizzie McGuire just got put on hold.
1: Well, just the creator isn't yes. on it. They'll probably still move forward without somebody else. Yeah, You know, Disney is all about mining nostalgia. Zoom, and zoom, zoom. Maybe we'll get uh, Xenon 4 and Halloween Town five i think even though i apparently halloween town high either return to halloween town or halloween town high they're both no not well liked anyways but we're getting way far ahead of us true so that was xenon this is equal which i will say fan of that name certainly no squeak alvin and the chipmunks a squeak but hey zequel you'll get a like a partial thumbs up from me for that i'll allow it and this is uh, the segment now where we check in with Disney Plus and I go, hmm, Disney, you could really improve the PS4 app still. It's still not the greatest. Ooh. And also Disney's taking movies off of Disney Plus. That's what you were saying. They'd taken off Home Alone. And... Yeah, they also took off Flicka. Oh my, the horse movie. Just to show that we're not Disney shills again. The rest of this podcast's history, it will just be an all Flicka devoted podcast. Jeez. We will watch Flicka every okay. single week okay but yeah it's just weird hopefully not a trend i don't know why disney who are the rights holders for all of the movies on their service why any of them should disappear because there's some stuff that they annoyingly have on there where it's like well this movie it will be available november 2020 well don't let me fucking search it like don't have it pop up to be like oh shit i want to watch that because there's been a couple of movies that i was just i was just going through all the movies listen i'm like oh this one actually i kind of want to see it oh it's not available for literal months from now just don't do it disney makes you try to look like you're just expanding your library making it look bigger and then also then you take stuff out of your library not not a fan but hey teasers we do it for the pod we yes. do it for the oh. love of Disney Channel original movies. Love. Uh, I guess. so the passion. passion. If you want to talk about your love of DCOMs, your love or your or love dis- for us, let's be realistic. I mean, more I- likely their love of DCOMs <laughs> or their love or disdain for Disney Plus yeah. or Disney, you can write us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. You can, you should. Follow us at a whole new pod, one word on Twitter jacob you can follow at
0: jacob underscore telejon, j-a-c-o-b underscore t-e-l-l-i-j-o-h-n for that hot follow back
1: and i can plug here if you are somebody who is interested in not really my reviews, but at least ratings and scores I can give about other movies that aren't Disney Channel or original movies. You can follow me on Letterboxd if you're a user of that. Oh, there you go. And you can be like my cousin who, over the holidays, I was showing him my list because I did not like the new Star Wars movie. And he's oh. like, what else do you not like? Oh, my. Did you like Joker. Uh, no, not, not a huge fan. What? Wow, wow. Did you like, he just kept listing out so many movies. Like, well, did you like Avengers Endgame? No, not really. A big and you fan. have reviews? What? And
0: you have reviews above all these? I have
1: ratings of okay. them.
0: Okay. Uh, can you write reviews? You can. You yeah. should do that. It'd be kind of, know, of a fun little I, thing you know,
1: i got a podcast to run that's I, fair I, you know
0: but w- what can they find yet that what, what's your oh yeah i didn't there? say it yeah uh, uh, what fat they?
1: underscore tomato okay. on letterboxd and then it was so funny my cousin listened off like three in a row the last one I was like what about bohemian rhapsody no nope, that movie fucking sucks <laughs> my cousin who admittedly he's younger maybe has a you could say more,
0: malleable mind
1: more plebeian tastes okay. more mainstream tastes and yeah. i just said hey you know open your eyes to we, some deep cuts. You need to watch some more movies probably yeah. and I said uh, or films probably films would be good. Expand your view of cinema and that we yes. both come to movies sometimes for different things and yeah. you know some people like to have their quote unquote turn their brains off. Ooh. That was a lot of what people said for the new Star Wars movie but without going in deep that movie made me feel I was stupid forever liking Star Wars and that the <laughs> oh, movie had actual disdain oh. for me as I was watching it. Uh That's so wrong. If you need things to get mad at me about, go go on my letterbox and you might find movies I haven't rated well and
0: fat underscore tomato,
1: fat underscore tomato, write in and make me defend some of my decisions yes. on those ratings
0: by all means.
1: And then subscribe, rate us, review us on whatever Apple platforms you
0: are. If you only listen to us on one, check us out on the other. Give us an extra subscription, you know, find us on YouTube, search a whole new pot on YouTube give all of our videos a thumbs up because now we're fighting with
1: people who are thumbs down on our videos. I specifically find the 13th year video. I can give Still our like. number one. We are getting slightly ratioed uh, on the likes to dislikes. But some people, it's not just, you know, I have two YouTube accounts. I'm able to like those. I think uh, I, I have Jacob has liked soul. them. Yeah. Oh, so maybe all of our likes are like Jacob's proxy accounts. Oh. And like Dustin maybe has gotten in there. <laughs> but we had a bit of a a banger, a boomer. I don't know. Yeah. A good month for our YouTuber. Got like over 3,000 views. views I think we're
0: at
1: 8.2K in total. Uh, but more importantly... The YouTube report and said that I think it was nineteen hundred minutes. Which watched.
0: I what I did the math on that. I don't remember how many hours was it thirty six or thirty. I don't know, but it is
1: implying that some people yeah. are actually finding the videos and either listening to whole episodes or listening yeah. to parts of multiple episodes. So that's cool. So, so that thank you guys cool. for
0: listening, and you know, hopefully you find more enjoyment out of out of our future content.
1: Yeah, we're content creators. <laughs> 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 No, thank you. Oh, duh. And that is the end of this episode. It's a wrap, Jack. And this is the part where we uh, anxiously try to draw out the things we're saying as we it's think it's 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 of it's a, it's a thing to say before we... Fun outage. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if Jacob has something, but I'm... Zoom, zoom, zoom. No, we can't do uh, that. <laughs> that. That's too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> uh...
0: Would you be my supernova girl?
1: Zero <laughs> <laughs> よろしくお願いしますそういういみで訳のものが使ってんですよ。上 OK, <笑> This meme is already nothing but a memory。